Let's get back to Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. Elliot, let's not waste any time. Let's get right back to our interview with Angie Dickinson. Did you ever want to be a comic actress? Yes, uh-huh. But I, I did a show. Johnny Carson uh, gave me a series. Uh, he had, uh, in his new contract, he could produce for NBC, so he asked me to be in one of his shows, and it was a half-hour comedy show. And we did the pilot, and it was just awful. I mean, I wasn't funny at all, and it wasn't funny at all. And, and we all said, let's just forget about that and go on to what we know you can do. Well, <laughs> I couldn't do it good enough. It was a flop, but it didn't matter, you know. So I have thought about it, and I enjoy... Um, when I have an opportunity to ad lib on a stage or something, I enjoy doing it. But, but uh, I, I I don't think I can do it when it's planned. I think it only has to be um, impromptu. You were one of the few, maybe the only female that was on the uh, basically uh, roasted on the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast. What was that like? Oh, I think there were quite a few. Uh, uh, well, you know. I think Raquel Welch was on, and Phyllis Stiller. Oh, come, come to think of it, I I don't remember. Well, Lucille Ball. Well, all the comedians were on. The comedians were on. Uh, Maud, what was her name? Oh, B. Arthur. Yeah, and Betty White. I'm sure must have been on, and things like that. But um, what's your question? I oh, mean, who was who was I on with? Yes. Uh, you mean uh, something about other stars? Is that? Yeah, because you were one of the roastees, weren't you? You got roasted by uh, Dean Oh, yeah, Martin. I got, yeah, I got roasted because it was, uh, yes, it was, I think, uh, the, well, Policewoman was still on or, or had just finished, I'm not sure. Uh, they were great fun, that's all I can tell you. And, um, you know, you may not realize this, but to put those shows together and you do them once a week, you've got to line up a lot of stars. That's about 12 actors or comedians, at least 12 on that dais. Uh, so it's not easy. So listen, if they got desperate, they called me. <laughs> but what was good about those roles compared to the ones today is they were clean and funny. They didn't have to take it to the extreme. No, uh, that's true. It it was we we had better taste than than they some that comedy show whatever I don't know I don't want to say, say it publicly but oh my god <laughs> it's embarrassing. You, you were in a movie I remember well, Pretty Maids, all in a row. How old are you? I'm forty two. No, David. David's a young kid. I'm the old the okay. old farm. <laughs> it was it was that David speaking? Uh, before that was David. I'm Elliot. But, okay. Uh, so you got to be directed by Roger Vadim, who, if I remember correctly, was married to Bridget Bardot. Yes, he was. What What was that? A- uh, and and Jane Fonda, you know. Yeah. So not 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 a bad track record for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, not at all. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Bar- uh, Barbarella, so, is that the name of it? No, no, no. 
pretty mates all in a row. Yeah, well, but I think I think yeah, they oh, did well, that, that, with oh, Fonda. Yeah, yeah, that. So that he was, likes he likes sex. And he's, I think he's Russian, but he, he was uh, certainly a French uh, uh, culture. So right. go ahead. What was that movie-making experience like on that Well, it was fun uh, because it was ludicrous. And uh, Rock Hudson was just so uh, darling and uh, basically very uncomfortable. Uh, well, we know why now. Um, right. Pardon me, I'm sorry to say, but it's true. Uh, that he did not fit the part uh, with um, carrying on with all of those women, but he was just adorable. I couldn't love him anymore. And um, so, but the movie, we scratched our heads, you know, often. <laughs> what, what, is, what is this all about? Uh, it's not a very good movie, but it's interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely interesting. Just like, Do you know it, who, who produced that? Gene Roddenberry? Yes. From, from Star Trek? Yes, and this was before Star Trek. So I don't know if Gene Roddenberry knew what he was doing in both cases because he hit the jackpot with Star Trek, but he certainly made a crappy movie. It isn't that. I mean, it's Rodney McDowell, Telly Savalas, and all those gorgeous women. But it's just one of those movies you watch and you just say, what is this? <laughs> what I couldn't believe when I did the research on you is that your husband at the time, Burt Bacharach, never wrote a song for you. Never did. I would have thought The Look of Love would have been one that he would have written for you. No, he wrote that for Ursula Andress, and he'll he'll happily tell you that all the time, the bastard. <laughs> Who did, but you were the first one to hear raindrops keep falling on my head? Absolutely. That's for sure. He said he had his... We had a house where his uh, the, they had a kind of a playroom down downstairs was the only room downstairs, and we made that his workroom. So he said, "Come come down. I want you to hear a couple songs." And he played me two melodies. You know, he did not write the lyrics, uh, and so he played me the one, uh, and then the next one was uh, "Raindrops Keep Falling on." So he had that phrase. Raindrops keep falling on my head, but da 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 da. And so I said, well, I like them both, uh, but I think I would go for the song. One was to be a theme without words, and one had words. And he's the one, with all respect, due respect to Hal David, uh, that had that phrase. And I said, that's the one I think I would prefer. And um, Hal ended up uh, keeping that phrase that Bert came up with. And he said, I don't know why I hear raindrops. It's not raining, uh, <laughs> but that's what I hear, and that's how it ended up. So did Hal David spend a lot of time over at your house? He, he did, yes, uh-huh. But they worked. You know, we didn't socialize. We used to go out once in a while. Then he quit drinking. <laughs> so we socialized less. Um, but he was a nice guy. But he had to work. Uh, he had to give up his family in New York. He had two sons, at least two, uh, and uh, and come out to California where Bert had to stay uh, with his family. So Hal was not too crazy about me. I think your toughest role, though, had to be raising your daughter. 
Yeah, it's really hard, and it's hard when you're a professional uh, I mean, because you have to you have to leave, uh, and uh, it's uh, it's really uh, tough. And and Nikki was born prematurely, so she had some problems. So uh, so that was. Uh, so that was why Hal was not too crazy about me. <laughs> uh, I was the cause of their, uh, you know, being separated because before they both lived in New York and, and they just worked. And then I came along and upset that plan. Is, is it true that, Hal, that uh, Bert's father introduced you? Did he say, uh, boy, have I got a guy for you? Or how did that work out? He sure did. And um, <laughs> when Bert's book came out, uh, an atrocious book, uh, it, uh, he um, he told about, um, I met uh, Angie, my dad introduced me to Angie. I got, um, I, I'm on Google Alert, and I read what people print about me. And Bert's first wife, Printed, Bert's father introduced me to Bert too. <laughs> so he was trying to <laughs> shuffle him off the buffalo with some beautiful woman. I think that is just the funniest thing. Well, and I'm not on Facebook, or I would have, I would have replied to it because I think it's hysterical now. <laughs> His dad was a big time newspaper man too, so. He was a very beloved man, and rightly so. And he wrote for Gentlemen's Quarterly, and uh, and that's all about men's fashion and men's style, of course. And I think that's where Bert, uh, my my expert, um, got his sense of style. And then Marlena Dietrich, you know, he conducted for right. for quite a few years, and she traveled the world with him. And I think he she gave him a lot of style too. Uh, because he does have, uh, you know, he takes you to the best restaurants and he dresses great and uh, and he just has a great style. Period. So I think he got that from between his daddy and his uh, and Marlena. He he turned out pretty good. Yeah. Well, there's he a certain very theme. appealing. I can yeah. tell you. Yeah. Well, I think there's similarities between Marlena and you. I hope so. You know, both beautiful women, both very sensual, very sexy, without having to do anything other than walk into a room. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, exotic. And, of course, accents m make you more exotic. Uh, in, in a, a movie star has a bit more appeal when you hear that Ingrid Bergman accent yeah. or... Marlena, or uh, uh, I don't know, I can't think of another one, right? Marianne Cotillard. <laughs> oh my God, I love her. And anyway, uh, so, and I did not have that, but I hope I had some similarity yeah. to Marlena. Kind of, it's called balls, I think. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like Joan Crawford. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> talk talk about balls. Speaking of steel. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, she she had them. She was, by the way, I met her once. She was absolutely the most charming woman and great hospitality. I met her in New Orleans. She married a, the Pepsi-Cola tycoon, and so she lived in New Orleans, and the studio sent me on a tour, and I, that was 
you know, one of the things they had me do, go meet Joan Crawford. And uh, she was absolutely a magnificent lady. She kind of reminded me of Lucille Ball the same way. Very business savvy. You don't want to mess with them. Yeah, yeah. Tough, really, really tough women and uh, who can stand up to anybody and anything Yeah, and cope with um, the problems of the day. Where Desi was kind of just like the pretty face, the playboy more. Well, he turned out to be pretty savvy. Uh, he had a lot to do with Desi Lou Productions. And he was savvy enough to use his wife. Uh, he, he was pretty sharp, actually. Yeah. I, I keep waiting for you to make a comeback in, in some sort of like a sexy Golden Girls type TV show. Because I, yeah. I think... I, yeah, I, wouldn't that be nice? I think so. Um, because, you know, it's, it's like, okay, after your 50, people just sort of disappear, fade off into the sunset. And oh, yeah. Not, you know... But I, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's still people that are interested in uh, romance and things like that. But no, not, I don't think they're interested in romance with well, uh, the older people. That's what is a turnoff. Oh, I can't stand to see old people kiss. It's horrible. So, uh, but I think the Golden Girls did not have romance. It had. Uh, laugh, <laughs> right. and that—that that is maybe what's wrong with when they do use uh, older women. Uh, it, it, no, don't leave the men out. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. It's not fun to watch uh, yeah. people age. I mean, Betty White has like a second career with this hat in Cleveland. My wife makes oh, me watch this all the time, but. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think Snickers did that more than, I think Golden Girls and Snickers kept her alive more than uh, the Hot in Cleveland. But I guess it's <laughs> Hot in Cleveland is a hit, isn't it? It yeah. is, for some reason. I don't get it, but it is. Yeah, I don't watch it, I'm sorry to say. She's a blast, by the way, and absolutely wonderful but that's one. Give me two. You know, the, right. she's a she's just a what is that called? It's not an oxymoron. Um, Octarian or no? She's a what's that word? I never can uh, remember it. Uh, what it isn't at all what it seems to be. What is that? Um, well, anathema. Something like anathema. An, an, an enigma. No anathema. It's uh, I, I I'm not even I don't okay. I'm not I maybe I have a lisp a nephew <laughs> I don't know in other words she's just not real you know she's um, she's just so uh, one of a kind out of thousands and millions so we can't use you know she's a great example but you can't. You can't be Betty White. I mean, that's the one phenomenon. She's a phenomenon for sure. Yeah. A movie that's I remember. I know. A movie I remember you in, which I think is underrated, is Sabrina. That movie, that remake was just so good, but it didn't seem like it got the acclaim it should. There's one reason why it's named Sabrina. <laughs> if they had just named it Georgette, it would have worked. But you can't make remake an Audrey Hepburn, Humphrey Bogart, William Holden movie. Uh, you know, you, if you're going to remake a movie, you 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 uh, you do it. You at least title it differently. 
No, it makes sense because, again, I've never seen a remake as good as the original, but that movie was just solid. I mean, you had some big actors and actresses in there. Yes, Harrison and, Ford. and Greg, Greg Kinnear was very new to um, acting, and he he was wonderful, and he's a big star now. But uh, if you're going to make uh, Some Like It Hot again, you don't call it Some Like It Hot. <laughs> right? No, you're absolutely right. Uh, or Casablanca. You right. call it Rick's Place or something, but you don't remake Casablanca and call it Casablanca. And that was the trouble with Sabrina. You you could not uh, duplicate it, and they were criticized for to compare it. You. They shouldn't compare it, so therefore they shouldn't name it that way. There's my speech from the pulpit. Well, don't you think somebody as savvy and smart as Sidney Pollack would have realized that? I don't know the answer to that, but he sure was smart, and he was wonderful. What a great director. What a great loss. Oh, my God. You work with all these great actors and actresses. Who was your favorite to work with? Oh, well... You know, again, so many. I, it's impossible to say. Um, Would even mention Marlon Brando. Right, or Richard Burton, or Robert Mitchum. Uh, you know, so so um, it's impossible. Um, when I, I don't think, I, I really can't say. They were all different. And um, some were more desirable than uh, others, but basically, uh, it was they were all pretty fantastic. Who was the most desirable for you? I don't answer questions <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, you taught, you, but you taught you taught Burt Reynolds how to kiss. You gave him his first on-screen kiss. <laughs> I. I said to him at one of his birthday parties, and we were making our speeches to him, and I said, and don't forget, Bert, we broke the bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Sam Whiskey, we, break, we, we, we make love so hard, we break the bed. So um, he, he was, by the way, he was great fun to work with. And he's, uh, he's still just as charming as he ever was. Are you still interested in acting if somebody comes to you with uh, a good script? Uh, if... If Betty White comes and says, I need an older sister. <laughs> she brought, she brought Mary, she brought Mary and Ross on last year as her gay lover. Oh, did she? <laughs> she did. Well, that's an oxymoron again. If anybody, Marion is a hot chick. <laughs> she is fantastic. Um, but I didn't know that because I don't watch it. How funny. Oh yeah, Marion Ross was a man when Betty White was young and she was in love with him. And then all of a sudden oh she, meet, she meet, meets this guy and it turns out they had a sex change and it's Marion Ross. I think that is so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Because Marion is a Scorpio and she's, was, she was dating younger men uh, very happily. <laughs> I st still think she has her eye on Henry Winkler. Oh, I think we all do. <laughs> and he writes. Do you know that he writes? Yes. Books? Oh, my God. And I was, I said, well, I've been in the dark closet for a long time. Uh, not that closet. <laughs> the, the intelligence closet. Uh, I did not know. He said, I have a whole series of books. I said, oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. 
But anyway, uh, no, I they were all wonderful, and uh, except one or two, and those I'm not going to say. Now, in 2002, TV Guide ranked you number three on the list of 50 sexiest television oh, stars of all time. I know. I have that up ah. in my one of my hallways. How did you not I finish number who, one? You know who was number one? Diana Rigg and George Clooney. <laughs> Separately. Uh, Diana Rigg, that's exactly right. Emma Peel from The Avengers, right? Uh, I I don't know her name. Her na- I know yeah. the Avengers, but I don't right. know what her name was. Yeah. But uh, I think that I was thrilled to death, to say the least. I'm very very happy with that. I don't even know who Diana Rigg is. Uh, I do. Well, she's English number one, and right. so we rarely know about stars from other countries. So so um, that that would explain it for you. Why don't you write a book? I'm going to. Oh, good. Yes, very soon. I better. (laughs) (laughs) What what are you going to do, wait till you're 90? That's right, Uh, or less, Uh, yes. So, no, I I actually am planning to start it this winter, and this winter is getting here very quickly. Yeah, I'm starting to work on it. Well, that'll be very exciting. Well, thank you. That's a compliment I take when you say, not why don't you write a book. You said you should write a book. No, you should and, because of the yeah. stories. I mean, your career yeah. spans so much time, and you've worked with the biggest names in Hollywood. Yes, and and I, and it's wonderful to talk about them, and that's, that's the kind of book it's going to be. It's not going to be, I'm not going to divulge any secrets, but I will make you laugh and cry. I think that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Elliot, this interview was probably one of my most enjoyable ever for a non-sports person. Yeah. The, the only thing better would have been able to do it in person, I think. I don't but, know. You uh, might get a chance to meet her because I remember when they got Marion Ross that time, you went out to Hollywood and he had lunch at her pool, so. Well, I'll, I'll dream about it. You're not going to try to write her book? I, I think she sounds like she already has somebody working on it, so I'll, I'll read it. But I want to thank Angie Dickinson again for granting us the interview. You are listening to Sports and Torts here on TalkZone.com with Elliot Harris and myself, David Spada. Stay tuned again next week for another great show.